2 has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player 2 has entered the podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Peterson, a.k.a. MC Paperstacks, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the co-most. Derek Murkison, a.k.a. The Merkman, a.k.a. Full Metal Merk. And Derek, we have a special guest on the podcast today. I am proud to present a good fellow leftist and friend of mine by the name of Jose. Jose, say hi to the people. Hello, my name is Jose, a small voice on the internet, and unfortunately, I don't have cool nicknames like these two. Gotta work on that. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I checked out your YouTube channel, A Small Voice, and I was really interested by the concept. Do you want to explain to our listeners kind of what it's all about? Oh, of course. Thank you. It's basically explaining politics through the lens of gaming. So my favorite, my personal favorite video I've made so far was me explaining the uh, primary through the lens of Mario Party because it's just as ridiculous. <laughs> and that was just the, as ridiculous. That was the Democratic primary this year. Yes, yes, that's one. Yes, that's actually you my favorite a video too. for the Republican one. I mean, there's none right now. Right now, there's none right now that I can't do much, and so I can't. I can't really at the moment, but. I feel like all primaries kind. Of, I feel like both primaries can kind of function in this way, in the sense yeah. of there's a level of lack of control, which is the idea, because you know that's Mario Party to an extent. You don't control right. when you, win. you don't control when you win. The game says no anytime. Right. But uh, but I, I don't want to bore you with all the details right now. Anyway, <laughs> I'll save it for the people who actually watch it. I guess. Yeah. No. No. I recommend <laughs> checking it out. I think it's a really interesting analysis, and I agree with you. A lot of the ways in which it kind of in which the Democratic primary kind of upset, ebbed, and flowed, and, and the way things operated. I think you did a really good job analogizing that through Mario Party, and especially how people can get frustrated when you win all the mini games, aka you build the largest coalition of grassroots coalition in the history of American politics, and still somehow lose. So yeah, yeah. I, I, for anybody who's followed the uh, primary closely this year, or just loves how frustrating Mario Party can be. Check that out. Check out his other videos. They're pretty interesting. So do you have yeah. anything in the works right now that you're comfortable with like talking about or, or are you going to keep uh, that close to the chest? No, no, it's fine. I have my next three videos planned. The next two are going to be more politically focused and not as much uh, on the gamey side. I, I do some videos that are uh, video game focused uh, with politics, but sometimes I just go straight politics because mm. it just it works better that way. Mm-hmm. But my next video gamey one is actually going to be on Pokemon and the newest one, Short Sword and Shield, because... Yeah, bad writing leads to bad implications. And there's a bigger discussion about that for a very future video. It's, it's forthcoming. It's forthcoming. That's right. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. All right, we'll be looking out for that. So uh, this week, wow. So as soon as we finished recording our podcast last Saturday, a trailer leaked and then officially dropped for the new Batman. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. What did you guys think? Man, for all those people that just wanted to put Robert Pattinson in that twinkly vampire box. Mm-hmm. They were, pro- I-, I believe they were proven wrong. Some people aren't convinced yet, but that trailer got me, and I am mm-hmm. right. Agreed. Well, we talked about uh, it a few episodes ago, brother. Do you remember that? Uh, we were, like, talking about Heath Ledger and the Joker and how people kind of decried Heath Ledger because they'd only seen him in some rom-coms. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and people saying stuff about Robert Pattinson now, but the thing is, he's a good actor. So Right. So Don't like, typecast. Don't typecast yeah, too easy, man. The job is literally to act like someone other than yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, let's, uh, let's talk about the trailer a little more in depth. Please. Um, oh, my God. So, first of all, I want to say his suit looks amazing. Besides the the boots, they're a little just kind of just bat boots. <laughs> they're not they're not really 
they're not really anything special. Yeah. But this is like his second year being Batman or something like that. So yeah, it makes not, sense. Uh, what I hear, we're not going to get an origin story, although we, we will probably focus more on origins of other characters like Catwoman, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, uh, I really like the casting choice for the Riddler. I'm going to need to start Googling his name, unfortunately, because I forgot it, unless you guys remembered. I don't remember. Don't they didn't show his face, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. There was something about the trailer that I thought was really fascinating, and it was Batman working very much more directly, seemingly, with the police. Yes. Because he seems... I was like interesting. A lot of you know, a lot of Batman interpretations. He's very much you know outside of that whole thing. So yeah, especially with him being in the beginning of his career, the police yeah. I feel like would be more you know opposed to his interactions. But well, they kind of were. If you looked at the trailer, it kind of looked like, especially when Commissioner Gordon True. was walking into the crime scene, they were all standing staring past him at Batman and looking like, what the fuck is he doing here? You know what yeah. I mean? And I think it's Commissioner Gordon vouching for him. And there's even that scene where a bunch of them like lay hands on Batman. He's like in that crowded room. Yeah, he's like, get the fuck off me. And I think <laughs> yeah. I think we're gonna get a corrupt cop storyline to go along with this, which is timely. Um, uh, people are having Very. feelings about the police, mm-hmm. and I think it'll be interesting to see them explore that uh, that theme in the movie. Paul Dano is the guy. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right. Paul Dano is he's really good at playing like a smarmy, slimy kind of punk. You know, like. Um, have you guys, either of you seen There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day-Lewis? No, I still uh, No, I haven't yet. I, actually, no, I have a little bit. Not. Oh, no. this guy? Yeah, yeah, the guy that played oh, the yeah. creature. Yeah, he's, wait, he's the Riddler? In he's this? the Riddler. He looks Oh, that's, that's, that's <laughs> actually, that's right on, actually. He yeah, I, I haven't Riddler. seen casting this perfect since, like, Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man. Like, this, I think, is going to be is, a good role for him. Yeah, nails it very well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm very interested to see the take, but already we're seeing, like, he kind of has a, uh, you know, kind of stop the lies, the media, he's like an anti-media focus, so I'm wondering if they're going to straw man a, an extreme populist left or right with his ideology, or how they hope with that. I, I think, from watching the trailer, I see areas of gray, obviously with Batman. I, I think people are sick of just seeing rich guy come in and, and address the sim- the symptom rather than the source. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't Fair. think I, I think this is going to explore that. I think it's going to explore police. I think it's going to explore the extremes that people will go to to try to affect change. I'm just wondering how it's all going to play out. I'm extremely intrigued by this movie. Oh, yeah. Agreed. So, uh, so either way, I'm really excited about it. Was there anything else that kind of stood out for you guys? Oh, uh, the beatdown! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Sealed thought... it for me. Who are you? He's like. <laughs> I was literally like watching that on my phone in the bed and my wife just looked at me like, what the fuck are you looking at? It's a new Batman trailer. I saw a comment basically saying square, square, triangle, triangle, square, square. Like, it's like, you know, like, I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> triangle, circle. Beat down. Yeah, he's that, uh, you know, in the Arkham games where you uh, can press a triangle and circle for a takedown? Mm. Yeah, exactly. That was the arm break right there. Yeah, that, yeah. that was like the vicious takedown that you use to strike fear in the hearts of the other ones where they're all, like, there was a guy, there was a kid in Joker makeup in the background, like, amongst the crowd who looked like he was about to cry 
when they went back to him, I was like, "Yeah, you gonna get your ass beat." Yeah, or you can or you can run like a bitch, right? Yeah, I would run. I'd be like, "Well, uh, that's my yeah, life." Oh yeah, yeah. In, I think. Uh, thank you, Batman, yeah. for reforming me. I'll see myself out. I've seen other people talk about how in the trailer the criminals are like, "This guy's crazy," and I just think it's funny to show it from that perspective because at first it's like, you know, we've seen Batman a lot, and it's just like, "Oh, it's Batman. He's just, you know, he's a crime fighter." But no, like when he's first starting out, you're like, "This motherfucker is nuts." Yeah, like he's coming up against us with yeah, he's got guns and stuff, and he's just—it's a little bit of the Burton verse, you know, because that's yeah. how that's how um, Michael Keaton played Batman back in the '80s, a little crazy. He's like, "You want to get nuts? <laughs> Let's get nuts!" And um, I'm into that. I'm into that kind of like on the edge, slightly psycho Batman. So um, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, the world of Gotham is already pretty insane, and Batman is still part of that insanity, even if he tries to detach himself for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's a reason why his foil is literally the Joker. You know, true yeah. story. Story. Yeah, I, really I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait for it. All I can right. talk about it all day. Yeah, I was going to say, we can talk about it all day, but let's move on. So, <laughs> I did finally finish Ghost of Tsushima last week. I 100%ed it, so I am done done. Mm. And I got to say, start to finish, I really enjoyed that game. It is such a good game. Jose, I know that you said that you hadn't played it, but you might be slightly interested in playing it. I, yeah. I recommend it if you're into... Like, there's a little bit of open-world bloat, but not much. And honestly, the game is so fresh, and the perspective is so fresh. But the the area that game shines in is its beauty and its combat. Its combat is fantastic. They give you mm. so many tools for whooping ass. At the end of a good combat encounter, you feel like you can knock down a mountain. You know what I mean? Like, it's, okay. uh, it's that much of a power trip. But I was playing on Insanity, so one mistake, and I get one or two shotted. So there was still that kind of dynamic for me, which I don't yeah. recommend you have to play on Insanity if you don't want to have that frustration. But yeah. I really did like the fact that even on the hardest difficulty mode, I was just as scary to them as they were to me. That that was a good balance. Yeah, it was it was still hard as balls because, you know, one mistake will kill you, but mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah I, no, I can I, get behind it. And the thing uh. is, I always felt like it was my fault when I died because I was like, well, if I came in and threw a kunai instead of pulling out my sword, maybe I would have li- – like there was always an option for yeah. me to do better. Yeah. So. Okay, so I go on optimal optimal bombs blazing. <laughs> I feel like that's more my kind of. I feel like that's my kind of game. I like having options instead of being limited to one or two combat styles. So that's probably something more on my cup of tea. Yeah, and, and uh, Derek, you're still playing the game right now. How are things opening up for you? Like, how are you feeling about it right now? Uh, I, I'm loving it, man. I'm not stuck to any one play style. Like at first, I thought I was gonna just be, you know, sword out. Come fight, come fight me! But now I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm mixing it up, you know. I got the blow darts, which I didn't even know you. Were, I didn't even know that was a thing, so that was pretty dope. Those are cool. But yeah, I got the blow darts. I got the classic, the uh, legendary longbow, and mm-hmm. the explosive arrows, and the flame arrows, and the black powder bombs. There's just so much. So you know much. what I yeah. like about the bows? You got two bows in the game. You have a half bow, which draws and fires faster, you know, obviously, because it's a li- little bit, you know, less unwieldy than the longbow. It's good for stealth if you're close up, because you can take out an enemy and they'll just kind of fall down. But the longbow, they actually 
took into account its power because when you shoot somebody with a longo, they, longbow, they go flying off their ass. Usually on oh, the yeah. pedestal, they alert other people. Like, yeah. you know, like there is a power difference when you're shooting the two different bows, and I've never really felt that before with like a variant of weapons in 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 that regard. So in the same cool. in the same class, in the same weapon class. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you go like pistol to shotgun, of course, but yeah, no. Right. It's, but uh, but there's still two bows, but this one bow is so much better. It's like it actually has an impact difference. That's what yeah, you're saying. and the thing is, they're both effective in different situations. The half bow you can equip fire arrows, the long bow explosive arrows. The half bow is faster, so if men are running at you. You can probably get a shot off a little quicker. The longbow, you can shoot from much further away. So yeah, they both definitely throughout the game. Yeah. I continue to switch between both of them because they had their uses, which was cool. So I think can the can the longbow go through helmets? I haven't tried that out yet. It <laughs> it depends on where you hit them. I think if if you have any kind of exposed neck or face, even if you because with the half bow, if it even grazes the helmet, it's over. But also with the longbow. You can usually shoot somebody in their chest instead of the helmet and take them out still in one shot, even mm -hmm. on insanity. I mean, either wow. way, I'm with explosive arrows all the way until I run out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, don't waste all your resources. But then again, I'm the kind of guy who I'm the kind of guy who has the opposite problem that it will never, ever, ever use their resources for preservation. There's so plentiful, though. Yeah, I know. It's, it's a bad uh, habit I've, I've recently noticed uh, from playing RPGs all the time. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. Think, I think Ghost of Tsushima will break you of that habit just because, like Derek said, they are so plentiful. Like, you'll find yourself constantly, if you conserve, you'll find yourself constantly find things that you can't pick up, which will bug you. And then you'll start to be like, well, I can just use these because I'm probably going to find them around here somewhere. Right. Typically, do. That happens with me with black powder bombs. Yeah. I find those yeah, I hardly ever use my black powder bombs, interestingly enough, too. Uh, I use firecrackers and wind chimes. And anyways, we're getting I'm hoping to get it beat. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping to get it beat this week. Cool. Uh, by the by, the next podcast, but we'll we'll see how my schedule. Yeah, and we'll do that. that. We'll do that spoiler cast here pretty soon. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. so I know you and I watched Lovecraft Country last week. I did watch episode two on Sunday, and of course we got episode three drop in at the time of the recording tomorrow. At the time everybody's listening today, I I'm not gonna try to drop a bunch of spoilers like we did last week. I think we got a little too excited. But I re it, it really opens up. And again, the thing I like about this show is you think that, okay, this is going to be the story or these people are going to be part of the show. And they are, but then not as long as you think. And, then, and things just kind of like turn on a dime. And it was funny. My wife turned to me towards the end of the second episode and she was like, this is just the second episode. So much happened. Like, I mean, it, it really starts to kind of open up and you get to see the characters like go on this adventure and the acting and the performances is just mwah, superb so if anybody hasn't checked that show out yet and you have access to hbo i would definitely do it it's it's really i mean again the subject matter interests me i like that lovecraftian kind of like cosmic aesthetic horror. yeah exactly the fact that they you have these characters who are going on this adventure you know kind of thrust into this world and you don't usually see that kind of character type like it's it's pretty cool like everybody's just kind of average they got their own problems they're living in a highly racialized version of america which i mean is accurate but you know i think it was back in the 40s we talked so, about so america. actually so america so america so america yeah yeah I, I i looked up on it. it actually takes place in the 20s so it's the 20s so even yeah yeah, yeah even we, we're talking about yeah, yeah. sundown towns where they're just like yeah. openly like hey by the way um 
probably want to finish up your dinner soon because we're going to probably hang you in about 45 minutes. Oh, Sorry, okay, Matt. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, like, they, they make no bones about the fact that, like, yeah, I don't know if you knew, but you can't be outside when the sun is down because we will kill you. It is... Nice of them to let them know, though. Uh, well, you know, Southerners I mean... are anything if not polite, so... Gonna, no, don't get me wrong, they're going to hang you, but they're going to be polite about it. Right. Yeah, they're like, would you, would you like us to send a letter to anybody? I mean, we, we, got, we got Paul over here, you can write down. So, but no, the, the, show, the show is really decent, I'm digging it so far, I, a lot of tense moments in the recent one, and it just kind of really went bananas, and I was like, this, this, play, this show is... I mean, it's got a budget, so I think they're wanting it to be the next big, you know, Sunday night show since Game of Thrones yeah. is over, that type of thing. So makes sense. Makes sense. Let's hope it, let's hope it ends better than Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> yikes! Yeah, yeah. I, I think it will. I think there is definitely a very focused and singular vision for this show, and we're not like kind of worried about jumping ahead of the source material because the source material is all done. So that's good. Yeah, makes sense. Nice. So, yeah, you know, I was rapping with you, Jose, earlier. You were talking about uh, some stuff you learned about New York law recently that I was kind of interested in. You want to tell the folks what that's about? Taylor's Law. See, I got I learned about this, like, literally a couple days ago because my uh, mother is a teacher. And, you know, now, now they're actually putting teachers back in, like, schools, like the actual schools, mm -hmm. which is insanity, but that's beside the point. And the thing is, due to Taylor Law, or the more official name, the Public Employees Fair Employment Act. It authorizes government-appointed state public employment relations board to resolve contract disputes, but the problem is they can't, like, strike. All work stoppages are punishable but with fines and jail time. Wow. What? I am not kidding. That's wow. crazy. Do you know when that was signed into law? It was put into effect in 1967. Wow. So it was from the 60s. Yeah, yeah and, that may need to be addressed. Yeah, they tried doing. They tried actually doing something in the wake of a 2005 strike, but that didn't work well. It was fun. That's it, wild. It, yeah, I question how any court ruling actually allows this to occur. Right. Because it's pretty obviously unconstitutional. Like, you better get out here and teach these damn kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Come yeah. literally like, hell or high water. Right. I mean, we yeah. Need our, we need our worker bees. Come on. So with your mother being a teacher and facing this down, I mean, has she talked about with you about what she or her colleagues plan to do? I mean, is there anything they can do or are they just kind of biting the bullet right now? Right now, biting the bullet, hoping for the best and trying to uh, – she hasn't told me any details about the union itself. She's just trying her best at the moment. As we all are. Yeah. And there's also – and she also tried – it was a little skeevy, but I'm even like, no, perfectly fair in this situation. She tried to withdraw because you can withdraw, but here's the only condition where you really can. If you live with someone over the age of, I think, 65, then you can withdraw. I think it was something like that. So, but, but if you live with somebody who's of retirement age, it allows you to withdraw? Yeah. My father is 70. Okay. So, because of that, my mom tried to basically say, I live, I live with someone who is 70 years old. This is objectively dangerous. Didn't work. Didn't work. Wow. It did not work. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no. Shit's fucked. Shit's fucked. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, man. And, yeah. I, I, and uh, I think you told me you're you're in college right now. Like, you you just went back to school. Is that correct? Yep. Online classes. I'm in, yeah. It's online classes completely. Well, good for you. I I'm mean, glad you're awesome. able to do it, you know, online. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Online classes, which is great. Uh, same, I mean, it's, I mean, it sucks, but it's great <laughs> in the sense of, you know, it's better than uh, in person. I get you. Yeah, exactly. Especially since it's in the city and like now. I'm just watching this unfold like, okay, they're smart enough to know that college student age people who are adults shouldn't be joining together like this. 
Mm-hmm. And yet we can't. And yet the same logic can't apply to children who are, let's be fair, let's be frank, pretty dumb. <laughs> but like they're smart. They're smart. They learn quick, but they are also they don't kids think are, things through. Yeah, kids are gonna kid. Yeah. Yeah, kids are gonna kid. Yeah, kids like, are gonna kid. Uh, imagine kids. explaining. I mean, that's why we didn't put my kid back in school. I mean, I'm I'm lucky enough that he's young. Where you know it, it's not as complicated to say if you have a slightly older kid. Like I don't have to teach him calculus or anything. But, yeah. you know, with him being four, I'm trying to wrap my head around how to explain to him and then trust that all the, his other classmates' parents effectively explain to them how to social distance, wash their hands, not stick their fingers in their noses and touch everything. Right. Not wipe your snot on your arm yeah. and your hand. And I, I've heard the argument, you know, oh, well, you know, kids aren't going to catch it or they're not going to be as affected or yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, do they come from Never Never Land? I'm pretty sure that kids <laughs> live with adults, right? Or they see their oh, parents. Yeah, so like... uh, the whole thing just doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm already kind of seeing it now, but I, it was something I was expecting to see. Just the rotation every month of uh, such and such schools just opened a month ago and they're already closed back down again because a bunch of people caught the coronavirus. No shit. Because of course, because of course they did. Because <laughs> yeah, of, of course, course they effing did. Yeah. Right. So, until yeah, until there's a vaccine for this thing, I feel yeah. like they just need to chill out with the schooling. Yeah, and unfortunately, in an election year with an administration in power who cares way more about themselves and their reelection than they do the American people, that's objectively true. I mean, yeah, um, I'd say either party. I'd say either party is the same way, but yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, the the, the efforts that they're going through to keep their power, keep their position, and suppress any kind of effect for change and you're right on both sides like a lot of these bills coming through they keep trying to sneak crap in or kind of like one up each other instead of just passing through some pure bills to help the american people out it's disgusting and i said it better myself i tell you what jose your mom she's a hero we salute her we salute all teachers and uh appreciate her and you know our thoughts are with her so let her know that even though what she's doing is hard and she shouldn't have to do it is very much appreciated so i'll let her know thanks mama Thank you, Mama. So, <laughs> mother, Love you, Mama. Mother, thank thank you. mother. Thank you. She's speaking. It's a miracle. Okay, so uh, real, real quick, uh, Jose. <laughs> have you seen Japan Sinks 2020? No, I have not. Is it? I've heard it's good. I've heard it's great. Oh, it's it, great. Though. It's not, but you will get some laughs out of it. It's and insane. That's what, that's what, what we're is. quoting. Yes, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. It's, it's, it's one of those shows that it just it's so outlandish that people think that it's good. Yeah. It's Fair the, enough. It's WTF good is what it is. Exactly. Uh, so speaking of Netflix, just to remind people, especially since I had made the mistake a few episodes ago of saying it had already come out, it has not. Dragon's Dogma is coming out mm. next month, Tuesday, September 1st, that month. It's going to come out September oh. 17th, though. I was like, what? No, not the 17th. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. No, it's going to come <laughs> Stop. Still stop. Stop. No, but Dragon's Dogma is dropping September 17th. So definitely okay. check that out. And I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead on this news, even though I'm saving it for gaming news, because it's it's related. Netflix just greenlit a live-action Resident Evil series. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm Will kind it be of excited. You know, you know what I heard? I, I got a little bit of the early script as far as like what concept they're going with. It sounds like it's going to surround... Just prior to the outbreak, you know, when when lab stuff is happening and leaks are going on, two kids whose last name is Wesker, 
Oh, shit. Albert no. Wesker's daughters, apparently, are going to be, like, the main characters. And then they're going to do pre- and post-outbreak stuff. Like, when they're, like, maybe mm. teenagers and then when they're a little bit older. So Okay. Okay. I wonder if they're going to go with more of the uh, super, supernatural aspects of Resident Evil. Like, the crazy, off-the-wall shit. Or if they're just going to yeah. stick to, like, a Walking Dead style. I kind of feel like, yeah. I feel like the answer Honestly, is yes <laughs> to both. Yes to both. Because, probably, because probably. you're following Wesker's, and we all know that Wesker, like, he was in the know. He was deep in the umbrella, like, secrets and working with them, and then eventually had himself augmented. It may be that they're going to be dealing with that. They themselves may be augmented, but I think the whole bioweapon and kind of getting wacky, I think you're going to have that strong zombie undertone, and I think that the biohazard and the experimentation and all that's going to come with it. I do. Okay. I, I just hope they don't take themselves too seriously. That's that's yeah. all I hope. Because honestly, that's one of uh, Resident Evil's biggest weaknesses sometimes is when they take their insane stuff and just over-release them. It, was like, it started off almost like a parody of 80s cheese, and then it kind of like evolved into it, taking it super serious. I'm like, no, there's a middle ground here. Yeah. Like, here's... Play <laughs> To be fair to Resident Evil as a video game series, they have done a really good job in course correcting when they have went astray. I mean, you look at uh, the original ones. They're classics. They're great. They tried some experimentation with Outbreak. They got a little nuts and a little silly with uh, Code Veronica, but we loved it. Resident Evil 4 kind of really kind of changed things up, and they really took a lot of risks, and it worked out well. Then they yeah. kind of started to stray towards 5 and 6, and then they shorted it back up for 7. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, se- and 7 was phenomenal. It was, yeah. it was great. It was great. I'm scared. I'm scared and to play it. The Paul W.S. Anderson movies, they should have took things a little more seriously. <laughs> like, they got yeah. insane. So I hope fair. it's not that bad. Fair, fair. But, okay, uh, okay. There, there's a balance here, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, Netflix has been aces so far video game adapt adaptations True. i can't think of a netflix video game adaptation that i haven't liked so far i'll let you know if i find one right. well, i mean they've <laughs> only got what two so far yeah i mean witcher if you can count it but it's more off the books than the games yeah and witcher then and castlevania castlevania what else besides castlevania i think that's it that's it let me see let me look up netflix all right jose you're the guy in the chair you check that out for us here's a lock pick maybe you the Jill, the, the master, master of locking. <laughs> will find more use for it than I. Here, take this. Uh, it's you, useful, especially are, against living things. You are almost a Jill sandwich. I love that. <laughs> Let's see. What? I mean, a movie or a, a show? Uh, they did the Dynasty Warriors. I think they did Dynasty Warriors. Are you shitting yeah. me? Uh, How did I hear about this? 2019, I think. Was it released What's on it American Netflix? Right. Let me check. Dynasty Warriors, Destiny of the Empire. I'm not oh, sure. I'm... Oh, my God. Back with the need new pants. Excuse me. <laughs> I think uh, you might not. You can take your time to change if you need to, man. <laughs> Holy crap, that's a thing? What? Let me check, all right? It's called Dynasty Warriors what? Wait, it says China. I see an official trailer 2019, and it looks like it's Chinese. Was this actually on Netflix, though? Uh, it says yeah, the popular it gaming franchise by Koei Tecmo is releasing a Chinese film. It might have been on the Chinese. Uh, on Chinese Netflix. I don't know, man. I don't yeah, know. yeah. I was gonna say I don't. I don't think it's on American. I'll look into it further. The fact that this even exists is really fun. Oh my god! Look at Lubu. He's crazy. I'm like I'm looking at a trailer. Oh, that's Guan. Oh my god. Oh, okay, I have to stop. I have to stop. Oh, yeah, that's dope. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. wow, that is super. Thank you for that discovery. Devil May Cry. It's sponsored by NordVPN. <laughs> we're, uh, oh my God. we're getting a little too excited, a little too hopeful, yeah. and a little too happy. You know what that means. Uh, 2020 is going to come in and stop that. I, I hate to bring this up, but I think it's something that we should address. Yesterday, Black Panther actor Chadwick Boseman died of colon cancer at the age of 43. Yeah, it's fucked yeah. up. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. What's amazing to me, you know, looking at the details, he was diagnosed when he was age 39, and he was dealing, he was fighting colon cancer while he was making all of these movies. Thurgood Marshall, the Marvel movies, you know, all these all these amazing groundbreaking roles that he was in. What really speaks to me is the fact that this hasn't leaked until now. That means that the family and the friends, like his loved ones, his circle was so strong mm-hmm. and supportive of him that they didn't let this stuff come out. You know what I mean? We didn't hear about it from TMZ. His family released a statement. And yeah. uh, that makes me feel good. I mean, it, it. I'm really sad that he's gone, and I'm really sad for the people that were really affected and inspired by his performances, and my heart goes out to his family. I, I, don't, I, I can't even describe the feeling, but I just love the fact that he was surrounded by so much love and loyalty that mm-hmm. he was able to keep his information, his informa- his, his secrets, his secrets, his life, his life. And it wasn't yeah. looked out to somebody like that. So, yeah, because yeah. famous people aren't really uh, allowed to do that. No, they're not. The yeah, not typically, not typically. Tremendous talent. Damn right. I, you know, honestly, I, the fact the fact that he was able to make so many that he was in movies while fighting cancer is it's tremendous. Yeah. 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 And he uh, he actually he had did a live stream a few years ago where he looked incredibly frail and skinny, and everyone thought that it was for a role, myself included. And now it seems like it was actually him going through the process of fighting this cancer, which sucks. Because I was just like, I was one of those people who was like, guys, guys, he's not sick. He's doing this for a role. You, you got to stop putting that shit on us. <laughs> yeah. You, that's stuff you don't want to think about. Yeah, that's you don't want to actually think that like he's, he, was, he was relatively young. He looked healthy. Yeah. It's, it's something you don't like to think about. Yeah, I get it. I mean, he was only, he was only 40. He was only 40-something. Yeah, and the, the thing is, colon cancer can be really devastating if not caught early. My mother had colon cancer. She caught it when she was in her 30s. And a lot of people don't recommend getting checked out until you're around 45, especially men if they're checking for prostate cancer. So I would encourage, you know, obviously going to the doctor is not the most popular thing right now. But everybody I've talked to that has went to the doctor recently said that hospitals are keeping it super safe. There's limitations to people being in certain rooms. They're keeping it clean. Yeah. They're probably one of the more safer places that you can be in, despite the fact that they're handling, you know, the virus right now. So yeah. I'm not saying everybody go out to the doctor on mass because obviously they're still having a. You know, a l- there's a limitation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But if you're not getting your annual checkups, if you haven't been to your family doctor in a while, maybe look into scheduling something because I think this this is a good reminder for all of us that, you know, early detection, you know could be the thing saves. that saves your life. I mean, cancer it will go after anybody. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, who you are. So, And this is just a reminder of that. So, And even an extension of that, like you never know when it's your time. Like, Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Every, every day I wake up and I just try to think about all the things that I'm grateful for and I try to just lean into this life that I have and, and the good mm-hmm. things in it because you're right. Nothing's permanent. That other mm-hmm. shoe is going to drop. But when it does... I don't want to look back and feel regret. I want to look back and just remember all the good memories that I made with the people that I care about. And I want to look back and feel 
like I took advantage of those moments that a lot of us Dude. take for granted. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. All right, rest in power, Chadwick Boseman. Rest uh, we appreciate you. So I, I was thinking about a lot of the movies that I went to uh, my wife with recently and how happy she was. And two of the memories that stand out is when we went to go see Wonder Woman. I looked over at her face and it was just pure joy. Like that that scene, the No Man's Land scene where she like comes out of her costume and like, you know, saves that village. Mm-hmm. Like she was so hyped. I was too. I was feeling it. But I was just like thinking about how little representation of that moment is taken up by women in film. And then, oh my God, we went to go see Black Panther. Are you kidding me? No, oh, that she, entire movie. Yeah, that she, entire movie. Beautiful. Yeah, just just two hours of black excellence, and it was yeah, that was wonderful. A cultural scene. event. Yeah, no joke. And uh, she was ecstatic. We took a picture next to the big poster, and she was cheesing the whole time. And I just felt like so happy mm-hmm. for her. We we'll have to and rewatch the- her again. Oh yeah, I bet. Yeah. Honestly, I should too. Yeah, that movie was just amazing. Best. Top top three best villains too. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Top three. Top three. Only one who better was in my opinion was Thanos. And that's because Thanos had his own like I'm talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe and something, you know. Right. Yeah, in he had MCU. like ten years of anticipation and development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this guy only had one movie and he was in this and he's in the same the fact that he's in the same league speaks volumes. Yeah, I that. would argue yeah. he's better just because he only had one movie to to live and die and still stood out. Yeah, I'll acknowledge that. In terms of like impressive feat, I'd say yeah, he is definitely better. I'm just saying the more. Oh yeah, no, everybody has their preferences. Yeah. So yeah, right. I mean, he did kind of just show up and take over a country, basically. Yeah, this man showed up, <laughs> took over a damn country. He's like all of this. Uh, it's mine now. This mine now. <laughs> That's mine now. I mean, and and it's not like he was some godly figure. No, he just did it. <laughs> And the yeah, thing is, he wasn't, Killmonger yeah. wasn't wrong. The way he went about it was wrong. Like, mm-hmm. he wanted to take the tools of oppression and colonization, and he wanted to turn the tables. But he wanted to go and then in that position of power and do the exact same thing to other innocent people, and that's where he fucked up. I agree. Yeah. And I think that's what was great about that movie was he did change Black Panther's mind. Like he mm-hmm. made him challenge his like he was he was in the plains of Savannah like oh you are wrong daddy you're wrong granddaddy you're wrong we need to help the world we oh, can't yeah. isolate away you know like and and uh, yeah. the fact that he was able to have that effect and kind of he was able to to see the good in his message and then execute it in a better way that was really interesting so that's what yeah. really compelled yeah. me I mean a good villain not only challenges the hero but challenges their position their morals and maybe even changes them a bit and i think that's what killmonger did yeah 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 well well put all right so what we've been playing this week so i know you've been playing ghost derek yes sir what about you jose what you've been getting into this week i've been playing a bit of dark souls mostly out of sheer determination and spite oh (laughs) sheer determination and spite honestly Because I, I've been saying for the last several years that I don't like it, because, and it's not that it's just too hard. I find it. I just said it's just tedious and it's not very fun for me. Mm. And then people, and then you know, the every time you tell us Dark Souls and that you don't like Dark Souls, the natural response is get good or some shit like that. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. And there's no response that makes me actually want to smack you a little bit because I'm like, <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit, like just just a little bit. <laughs> Three Let me uh, practice getting good on your face. Come here. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, oh god! Oh damn! I didn't think of that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you can good. keep that. Put it in your pocket for later. 
I definitely will. <laughs> you know, I've but, talked uh, to fans that have been a little bit more gracious about it. And when you talk to a fan that's nice and they love it, they can't get you excited for it. But like you, I'd go and play it and go, oh, this is frustrating. <laughs> yeah, like certain game elements of it, like – how do I explain this? Like, normally when you're before a boss fight, you usually have, like, a save point or a checkpoint right before the boss fight, mm -hmm. so that way you can go in. And and for a game like Dark Souls, where bosses are hard as balls, no denying, yeah. the fact that I have to walk two to three minutes just to get back to the boss every time I die, which is probably a lot, let's be real here, mm -hmm. it, it gets tedious, and it's like, oh my god, I'm not having fun. I'm hitting my head against a wall. Like, I'm going to beat it out again out of sheer 100% spite. Yeah. Sheer spite. I'm going to finish it. I'm going to beat it. So that way I said, no, I did get good. I still effing hate it. Yeah. Screw you. Yeah, because then you're in a position to go, uh, yeah, guess what? I played through the whole thing. Still don't like it. You suck. Right. Still trash. Yeah. Still trash. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. yeah. Well, again, spite. I really spite. I want to like that game. And I think the art style is super interesting. And it's really like the world exploring it's really intriguing and i've had some fun playing it but i agree with you you're punished way too much for dying because in that game you have humanity that you can get like through these crystals and because you're undead most of the time but with yeah. humanity then you can play with other people that can come into your world you can go into theirs and you're a little bit stronger but as soon as you die you lose your humanity and it's so hard to get humanity points and then like you said you have to backtrack back to your last bonfire and any experience you gained up to that point is held in the place where you died. And if the place where you died is a really difficult spot, which why wouldn't it or, be you died there? Because yeah, but the boss Right. Then you have to, in order to get then in order to actually get that back, you have to fight the yeah. boss again. And that's the and kicker then, and all, for me. Yeah. Whoever thought this was a good idea, you're a sadist. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just that's a sadistic. Yeah, I'm more into Bloodborne because it's a little more versatile and the movement is better, like dodging and everything. But Dark Souls just seems kind of just stiff to me. Yeah, if something about that too. if something about Dark Souls calls you to it, like you like the aesthetic, I would recommend trying the other games in the series. Because they do change things up. They feel different from each other. And I would agree that Bloodborne, with the whole attacking people to gain back some of the damage that you lost and the gun mechanic, it does play a little faster. Because some people are, are really good. I, I have a friend in particular who's played through 100% of all of them. And he just, his brain really clicks with the stamina management, parries, blocking. Like, he's he turtles up when he plays games and it helps him win those games. And then you have some like me who's like Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> I that, feel I, I, I that gets me in trouble. <laughs> a lot, yeah, I imagine. Oh god. But that yeah. does play more to like a Bloodborne style, so it, it just depends. Yeah. I, I'm I don't still trash at it. <laughs> yeah, but, but I like it more. Yeah, there you go. Oh awesome. yeah. I mean, hey, if you're bad at a game and you still like it, uh, that's sort of a good game, in my opinion. True. True, because yeah. it's easy to like a game that you're good at. I mean, not that that's yeah. always guaranteed either, but it's easier, definitely. So, yeah, uh, yeah. what else, man? What else are you going to get into? I've been playing Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn out of a bit of therapeutic relaxing. I know anyone who's actually ever played that game is probably thinking, what kind of psychopath is this? <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's the hardest game in the franchise, supposedly, but it's my favorite of the franchise and my favorite game. Mm -hmm. So I just And I know it like the back of my hand, so it's like... I just play with different team lineups or different this that and it's just it's just a nice time man it's just it's hard as balls mm. it's, it can get hard as balls especially since I always play you know in hard mode because again I know the game like my back of my hand mm -hmm. 
but it's fun and it's a good it's actually really underrated and it sold horribly and i'm so sad about that still yeah i and, I, I mean it would sell better if it wasn't so expensive now uh, unfortunately i mean yeah oh i mean you, you should see the gamecube copy yeah, the game copy is for like two hundred, like two fifty, two fifty or something. Yeah. Okay, I feel like you you both are gonna cringe and just die for a bit because I had that. I had the Path of Radiance game and I lost it. Lost oh. it. Not even sold I was, it. Lost it. I was. Keep in mind, I was only a teenager, like oh, okay. fourteen. Yeah. But yeah, looking back, I want to smack myself because that's a, that's right now what two hundred, three hundred dollars. Yeah. Which is a crazy number. I don't know what it is about games you played as a kid all of a sudden becoming the real expensive ones. I don't know, man. And it wasn't even a common game that everyone loved. I was the only person who knew who liked Fire Emblem from the age of 8 to, like, 16 when yeah. Awakening came out, basically. Yeah, no, it was introduced to me through, probably through, like, like a lot of Americans, through Smash Brothers, you know, like Marth, back yeah. in Smash Brothers Melee. Right. And uh, the first Fire Emblem game I got was uh, Sacred Stones, I think it was called. It was for Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with it, but... I wasn't as into it enough to know about the GameCube version that came out, or I probably would have got that too. Like you said, it sold horribly. I was oblivious to it. This is back before the internet was like a daily thing. It was usually like, I'm going to go to the library and get on the internet and print out a huge booklet of this walkthrough. (laughs) Yeah, God. (laughs) I feel really young right now. Yeah, no, this is back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, back when you were were a wee lad. (laughs) I was born in the late 90s, man. Yeah, exactly. So back then, man, like, I mean, the the internet was, uh, it was, it it existed, you know. Yeah, it was really slow. It was really slow and it wasn't on everybody's, in in everybody's pocket. Usually had a family computer if you had a decent amount of money or you went to the library or, you know, like when I was in college, I was in college in 2000. One, two thousand two, two thousand three, and I would go to like the computer lab and find like a guide for like Final Fantasy Nine or something, and I would sit there and print out like three hundred pages, and somebody'd be like, "Wow, that's a really big book report," and I'm like, "Yep, that's a book report." Yeah, all sure right. is. Don't tattle. Yeah, I'm getting an A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, because I was one of those fools that bought the strategy guide, play online one, where you had to go. That was the worst. Back when the internet oh, was at its uh, worst, they released a strategy guide for Final Fantasy IX that required you to go on the internet to get the full information. What were they yeah. thinking? Oh my god! I just recently got Final Fantasy IX. Actually, it's so good. That's my that was my favorite game for years. It's my favorite Final Fantasy, but it was my favorite game of all time up until uh, Witcher Three unseated it not too long ago. I haven't, but yeah, I played Witcher Three too. Goddamn! It's just like anyway. imagine living in a time where you have to know where you're going. Oh yeah, you that's can't true. just plug it in on your phone. And you can't be well, an you introvert. Have to go, like you yeah. have to bust out your car and go to the gas. Like go in the gas station and ask him where we're going. Yeah, or go to the library and print out map quest directions, then go back home. Oh my god! <laughs> you're gonna, oh you're my gonna god. do the directions from your house. <laughs> oh my god! I actually remember that when I was like super super young. Yeah, I feel uh, really. Yeah, we simultaneously we live in the best time and the worst time somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, like, that sounds about right. Yeah. I think we I think we just live in the stupidest time. Definitely the dumbest timeline. I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the timeline. Definitely mm-hmm. the dumbest timeline. Yeah. All right. Well, cool, man. I, I, I feel you on older games. I, I, there's definitely games I go back to every once in a while to kind of feel that nostalgia, you know, feel that relaxation. Derek, what do you play? What old game do you dust off every once in a while to kind of just slip back into that nostalgia mode? Oh, my God. I've got so many. But uh, for they'd be mainly for PS2. Freak Style, which is a trick-based uh, motocross game. <laughs> right. It's a trick-based motocross game. Sure it's, is. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it's freaking amazing. 
let's see, Kingdom Hearts 2, I always, I'll always go back to that. Mm-hmm. And Final Fantasy 10, mm-hmm. and the great thing about Kingdom Hearts 2 and Final Fantasy 10, I can play them on my PS4, so I don't have to pull out the PS2. Yay. Nice. But, I, I've only played yeah. the first one. I've only played the first, unfortunately. You only played the first one? Yeah, I've only played the first. I've only played oh, the first wow. Kingdom Hearts. If anything, play the second one and Birth by Sleep, and you should be good. Because the rest yeah. of you, eh. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I try, I, yeah, I tried playing it in chronological order when it came out. but so the, so, the, so the next one was, I think, the GBA game. Uh-huh. Uh, Chain of Memories, yeah. Chain of Memories. And I played it for five minutes before I realized, wow, this really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, let's change the entire combat system. Yay! Yeah, let's 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 turn out hack and slash with magic and Final Fantasy. Like, no, what the hell? It's a card. God dang it. Card fight. Yeah. There's a bit of a learning curve. If you get past it, it is a pretty decent game. But then again, I played it when it first came out, and I was hungry for Kingdom Hearts content. Yeah. And unfortunately, it does connect game one and game two so that it's referenced a lot in game two yeah. but it's not like you can't get game two or understand the story without it but yeah i, I don't know the way that they handle that series is bonkers to me that's the only way i can describe it i mean you want to talk about the names for 10 seconds uh it'll take a lot longer than 10 seconds jose right. <laughs> good point. yeah good point Very three good five point. eight days over two like, dream what dream drop distance HD mobile key but spell with a, a weird looking X. Yeah. My heart I, darkness. Two point eight final chapter prologue. <laughs> can we can we even like discuss that final chapter prologue? Right. What, is, <laughs> what what does that even mean? Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Right. Oh god. It, it, oh god. Those like uh... not knowing what words mean. <laughs> yeah. I think you got the music game coming out. The rhythm game. Oh, yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. on our radar. We're gonna, yeah, we're going to chat about that in gaming news. In fact, yeah. I think we're pretty close to getting to gaming news. I'll rattle off what I've been playing this week real quick. Last of Us 2. I'm on session three tonight as of the time of the recording, Saturday, so folks can check that out on Twitch when this releases. Yeah, what sucks is session two, and I keep, I'm calling them sessions because the game is called The Last of Us Part 2, so I can't be like The Last of Us Part 2, Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> but um, my OBS cut off. Uh, would stream... uh... Yeah, and I didn't notice. It cut off the last 17 minutes of my stream on Thursday. And then last night, when I was streaming Friday Night Frights, I was playing The Sinking City because it just got delisted and I thought I'd revisit it. Uh, yeah, it, it, it the, the program just closed, like, in the middle. And luckily, I had it up this time. A friend suggested, like, hey, you're just going to have to have Twitch up so you can see if it disconnects. And yeah. I, I Googled it, and other people have mentioned having a problem with their OBS just closing, but there's no solutions out there. So I'm like, okay, that's a thing I got to deal with now. Yeah, yeah. I used to do stream. I actually used to do streams before. I used to have a purely gaming channel at one point. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, OBS and streaming. Okay. Weirdly enough, I had more mic issues than anything else. That was my problem. I had mic issues. Even like, even if I tested it beforehand and it's all coming in clear, and out of nowhere, screw you. We're gonna make you thirty times louder out of nowhere, and annoy like three freaking watchers. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I've noticed this with older older variances of OBS, or even like with Discord and Skype. In fact, I was just talking to Derek about this. With Windows, it seems like it allows programs to just grab the mic and then mess with the levels anytime it feels like. There is a way to avoid that. You can kind of go into the properties of your mic on your operating system and there's a box you can click to because it automatically defaults to allow programs to take control of this mic and you can stop that 
and that will stop the source volume from being reduced because that's that literally happened to me on last week's podcast and i had a time trying to balance derek and, and my levels because mine went like 20 points down inexplicably oh, while we were recording yeah it was it was the worst that sounds horrible yeah uh, so yeah. so yeah last of us 2 is great i'm having a really good time with it i don't know what the all the fuss is about it's a pretty good game i was really enjoying it i've been playing a lot of dynasty warrior 6 it's it's funny <laughs> because i i've been playing through the dynasty warrior series like one numbered installment like moving from two to three to four and so on every monday for monday night brawlers and i got to six and i'm actually playing seven this monday and Six was one that I remember not liking as much, but for whatever reason, that's the one that stuck to my ribs. And I've been like, I kind of want to turn that back on again. So mm-hmm. intermittently throughout the week, I've just been popping it on during moments where I'm bored and kind of playing it in the background and grinding some of the characters. And just, you know, one of those Zen games where you just kind of zone out, you turn your brain off, and I've been yeah. having a really good time with it. So that's a 360 version. So I dusted yeah. off my old 360. It's chugging along. <laughs> <laughs> the original model? Oh, or... oh but, yeah. What's that? Let's hear it. What model? It's not the original one. It's because the original one, my original one red, red ringed. I got, another, of course. I got another white one. It got stolen while I was at work. I used to take care of people with special needs and I would like go over like they, there was this um, assisted living company I work for locally mm-hmm. and they would manage the property for adults with special needs to live in. So I would go to that person's house for like an eight hour shift. And I brought my Xbox to this one kid's house because he was trying to get his GED. So the way that I would encourage him to study is I would let him play with my Xbox if he studied for like an hour, right? So he needed to go out and get cigarettes, and the house was a double, so I had two special needs guys living next door to us. And and we often crossed, you know, because it was the same company, and there was a guy working over there watching them. So we left, and I left my Xbox there not thinking anything of it. When we got cigarettes, I came back. My backpack was gone. My glasses, my Xbox, my games. I had just like a hundred percented mass effect two on insanity to date it and and it was gone my file was gone my creative character my history and i was just like no and the guy next door was like i didn't see anything and i'm pretty sure he stole it but i didn't i didn't want to cast i don't know it's not like it's not the optics don't look good if you do yeah well that's the thing i don't know if some listeners are gonna be able to relate to this but obviously if you're taking care of people with special needs you're not making a whole lot of money so both of us were young and poor both of us made like seven something an hour and i didn't want to just go you stole this from me because i didn't want to just attack a fellow person who's struggling but at the same time i was like who else would have done it because the the actual guys they wouldn't have anywhere to put it the ones that live there I know they didn't do it, plus neither of them really cared that much. And Mm. I never found out, but I, man, getting something stole from me like that now sucks and it's inconvenient and I'll just go out and get another one. But getting stolen from when I was young and had hardly any money, like that was, uh, an Xbox was more than like a week's pay. Yeah. Right. uh, Yeah. And that was devastating to me. I was really upset about that. So I now have one of those uh, black models with the, uh, the larger hard drive. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly what they were called, but that one's still that it. one's still kicking around. So nice, and I bought it Dungeons? used from some yeah. other guy. So oh, that's good. Yeah, I think it may have even been a smoker's home, but I ended up being able to clean it and get all the smell out and everything. Oh, nice. good. Oh, thank. Oh, yeah, that's Lord. the worst. Yeah, I know. I think I've said it before on this podcast, but smokers, stop yeah. smoking on your stuff, please. Right. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I think you actually did. I'm, I think I remember that. Uh, <laughs> PSA: yeah. Stop smoking on your shit. Yeah, uh, no, 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 seriously. If you now, ever, and especially if you're gonna sell it, especially if you're gonna sell it, exactly. And you and you know you're gonna sell it. 
you're going to sell it. So don't smoke on it. Right. So uh, one interesting game that I kind of got hooked on and I never expected this would happen. Switch had a sale recently, and I think it's still on sale. It's on sale for the price of free, but it has in-app purchases. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe it's just going to constantly require me to like to try or encourage me to buy things. It's a food truck tycoon, Asian cuisine. So there's a series. <laughs> of, it looks straight up like a mobile game or a browser game, and it probably originated as such. And you basically operate a food truck, and then you start off with just being able to make coffee and broth, and then they add curry, and they add vegetables and broccoli and meat and rice and noodles. And people come hungry. by and they do their orders. So it's like burger time. Like you're like trying to, um, you know, get everybody's orders right. And it's got touch controls, which I found is way better than regular controls because you can just touch your switch and like swipe everything this way and that. Swipe the broth over to the, the wok. Turn on the coffee mm-hmm. maker. Swipe the coffee over across somebody's face so they can drink it. Get out of here and give mm-hmm. me my money. And I'm, a, I'm addicted kind of. Like I'm already on like level 35 <laughs> and I can't stop playing it. I'm like, why is this so fun? So... Um, it's definitely, yeah, that was a mobile game right there. I definitely got my, my money's worth, and I didn't pay anything. And the interesting thing is, <laughs> I looked into what you could buy. You could just buy more levels, and I'm like, that's kind of how you should do it, you know? It's not like um, you can only play, like, five levels per hour, and if you want to play a six level, you got to get right. this money. I hate that. Yeah, but this one is just yeah. like you can buy more Yeah. 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 And when you have a free-to-play where they just allow you to buy more game, I'm into that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'd recommend it. I think right now there's a pizza version that's free too on Switch eShop. If you're looking for like a dumb browser game just to play in between whatever, I mean, my four-year-old was playing it. He loved it. My wife was playing it. She's not a gamer. She's like, this is fun. So, I mean, I can't believe I'm recommending this, but uh, people go out there. <laughs> grab yourself a copy of Food Truck Tycoon Asian Cuisine. It's fun. And support a local food truck if you can. Oh, most definitely. So, hey, what's your uh, what's your favorite food truck food? Probably baked potatoes. Wrong so my answer. Cousin, it's shawarma. <laughs> well, my cousin Burger. used to uh, run a food truck mm-hmm. called uh, Oh My Spud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and so he, he had some really good uh, baked potatoes. But, like, my wife makes really good baked potatoes. I wasn't even a fan of baked potatoes before my wife started making them. I just fell in love. I was like, wow, you can just you can eat the whole thing, skin and all? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm Irish, so I'm all about them potatoes. So yeah, you, gotta, you ain't going to convince me. But uh, that's interesting. So baked potatoes. What about you, Jose? What's your favorite food truck food? For me, it's burgers. I'm really easy to please with that kind of thing. I'm going to switch my burger. answer to burgers. Okay. So, ah, well, you can't. There we go. You can't. So you're a baked potato. He's burgers. No, my God. No, that's not <laughs> yeah. the rules. No, the rules is you have to – this first thing that you say. Mine is shawarma for sure. I don't know if you guys have ever had shawarma. And, and it's, what? Shawarma. I know the Avengers ate it. Yeah, yeah, at the end of Avengers, uh, Tony Stark wakes up and he's like, uh, you guys ever, uh, ever had shawarma? And they were all so eating it slowly and kind of looking bored at the end. It, it's actually yeah. really tasty. Now, here, now it here's like a caveat. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like a wrap and it has – or imagine a gyro but like with slow roasted meat inside that, that isn't just like the usual lamb, I think. Although it, I think they may have lamb or chicken versions. But uh, it's they just, have chicken and beef. Yeah, I think it's just the sauce that goes with it that's really good. But uh, here's a caveat to that. When I had food truck shawarma, I was at Wine Fest. And when you're at Wine Fest, you drink lots of wine. And I don't know if you Beer know drunk. this, but alcohol makes food taste better. Mm-hmm. So, so, so 
I'm going to go ahead and say that's my favorite food truck food of all time, but I may or may not have been under the influence of a lot of alcohol. So. <laughs> all right, well, uh, moving on to gaming news. There was actually a lot this week, especially in the vein of DC. Uh, Derek, what was been on your radar? Okay, well, let, let's do this. Let's save the DC fandom stuff for last. Okay. There's a lot. <laughs> so Call of Duty Cold War came out with a full reveal trailer. It looks pretty damn good. The character models look great, and what surprised me is that they actually got the likeness for President Ronald Reagan. Interesting. And he looks just as much an a-hole as he did in real life. <laughs> now, can you, uh, okay. Can you interact with him at all? Like, can you press X to slap that bitch ass, or like? Uh, I wonder. Or, I wonder know. if they'll do something like that. But uh, asking for a friend, as of, can you asking uh, for a friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As of now, the answer is no. I mean, but it's crazy. My will be disappointed. Hey, it's shout crazy. out, shout out to Killer Mike. If you haven't heard his song Ronald Reagan, you should check it out. It's pretty good. Okay. Oh, I got gotcha. you. I should actually probably. Uh, let's see. Uh, something else that's not too surprising. Mm. Uh, Sony's already released Horizon Zero Dawn, or is planning to release that on PC. Mm-hmm. And they recently were quoted saying that they are looking into the possibility of releasing more of their games on PC, which I think is a win for everybody, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. You've already you've already yeah. got a lot of Microsoft titles on PC as well. Mm-hmm. Really, it's just going to boil down to what can you afford. Mm-hmm. So can, yeah. if you can afford yeah. a gaming PC, I'll by all means go for it. But if uh, PlayStation is what you have the money for, then it's the next best thing. It's pretty. I mean, PlayStation has always been pretty damn good hardware. Yeah, and, and to so, add, add to sure. that, it's not just like just to, the barrier to PC gaming isn't just can you afford it monetary? Can you afford the time investment, the research mm-hmm. to upgrade it, to maintain it, to learn it, and to afford it. I think a lot of people not console owners because they're like, oh, just you know, get a PC. It's all, it's better. Why wouldn't you? Well, there's a lot of things that go into it. Like I, I got a PC and I do a little bit of PC gaming, but I like the convenience of consoles because I don't have to maintain them. Just go out and buy the next one. So I, I'm, right. I get people who choose that option, but I agree with you. If you got a good setup and you're able to get the PC version, why wouldn't you? You know? Like, yeah. In my opinion, there's only one console, home console right now, as of right now, that basically breaks the rule of the PC overlord thing, and it's the Switch, and that's because of portability. You Agreed. can play full. That's something you can't do with a PC. Agreed. So that, that that's its own unique thing. But for Yet. PS... Yeah. Nintendo's going to hold on to their IPs. And that's... That. Until the end of time. And I completely understand that. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because they have their fans, and they will follow them off a cliff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I won't follow Nintendo off a cliff. I'm not loyal. Well, they have their hard care, hardcore fans. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. True. As True. far as my loyalty, my loyalty goes as far as like, you know, are you giving me something that's worth my money? Like, I'm, right. I'm yeah. chill for any of these companies. They can take care of themselves. Yeah. Right, what's you got? Uh, Ratchet and Clank: A Rift Apart looks like it's gonna be in the launch window of the PS5, which is great. Mm-hmm. Which means I might have to. Go ahead and buckle, buckle down, break down and buy one. <laughs> you, know, oh, yeah. and <laughs> you look right I was already come. going to buy one, but I was going to wait probably till 2021. But mm-hmm. if Ratchet and Clank comes out at launch, I, oh I my god, if that's a launch title, getting that for show. Yeah, but uh, they yeah, announced that, that uh, it will have two gameplay modes: mm-hmm. uh, 4K 30 FPS or a 60 FPS mode. Which, honestly, to me, I feel like we've already kind of hit 60 FPS on some games on the PS4. I don't know why a Ratchet & Clank game can't hit 4K 60 FPS at the same time on a new console. You know, yeah, especially it, since it's more stylized. Especially since it's more stylized than graphical. Right. That's yeah, true, impressive. but as far as graphics are concerned, if you guys recall that trailer, the way that it was 
very quickly loading in entirely new environments through its like, yeah. uh, its like multiverse gimmick or whatever. And I know they were touting that as part of like what the solid state drive could do, but like maybe that has to do with part of it in order to keep it smooth and streamlined and be able to load instantaneously load entirely new environments. Maybe that's part of the drawback there with that particular game or that conceit. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I mean, yeah. Besides, I mean, besides HD uh, 60 FPS or 4K 30 is fine generally. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. yeah. I'll I'm take not... 60 FPS over better graphics though every time. Depend. It depends on the game I'm playing, yeah. but I understand. Yeah, yeah with like... action games especially. Yeah. You... No, it, yeah. yeah. With with Ratchet Clank. Yeah. With Ratchet Clank, I agree. Yeah, it's not the most difficult game ever, but I I would hate to like get hit or miss something just based on that timing. So. Totally. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. And, uh, yeah. And. Uh, just uh, for you PS Plus subscribers out there, uh, Street Fighter Five and Players Unknown Battlegrounds will be free next month for uh, PlayStation Plus subscribers. Oh, gee. That reminds me, yeah, I need to get on and download Fall Guys. I gotta get on and download Fall Guys. I oh, you haven't downloaded it yet? Yeah, I got until Monday. Ah, I need to do that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I heard it's a lot of fun, so I need to check it out. Let's see what else we got. So, early 2021, I hear there are rumors of a more powerful Switch model finally dropping. And I think that's the reason why their release schedule has been kind of light this year. I think they're holding off on releasing a lot of their games until that more powerful Switch model comes out. Uh, I'm, I'm keen on checking it out. I love the Switch. It's eaten all my other consoles as lunch right now. Like you said, Jose, because of that portability. It's, it's amazing. It's invaluable. Like, playing a full console-level game to go was, was you know... It's what, wonderful. You know, genius. Yeah. It was genius. I don't know. Do we need a more powerful Switch, though? For some games, I'd say yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And to, to piggy, piggyback off what I think Jose is playing at, let me ask you something, Derek. Do you think Final Fantasy VII Remake will ever come to the Switch? I don't know, man. Because, I mean, on the one hand, you've got Skyrim on the Switch. You've got Doom on the Switch. So I feel How like... How well does Doom run on the Switch again? Oh, I don't know. It doesn't run no very idea. well. Okay. Not perfectly, no. No. And if Doom is already pushing the Switch's limit... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, I'm going to say, I'm gonna now, say no. Now, let me pose another question. All do right. you want to play Final Fantasy VII Remake on the Switch? Yes, you do. I'll answer uh, it for you. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, I was going to say no. no yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? 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 <laughs> well, okay, let me let me ask you this. Do you want to play Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two on the Switch? No. Oh, come on, man. Why not? No, here, Why? Here's, here's, the thing, here's the thing. That's one of those games that I just want to... See, with me, with my art JRPGs, mm-hmm. it's almost always go to the go-to PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Play it on the TV, hunker down for some hours, and just veg out and enjoy myself. Okay. I don't okay. really have the attention span, really, to take it on the go. I feel you. And okay. try and play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, I'm, trying to take, I'm trying yeah. to take Final Fantasy VII Remake into the tub. You don't understand. Yeah, and I don't no. want to do that on my Vita. It doesn't always you know, connect correctly. Yeah, that's one of those games that I'm waiting to get home to play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Or waiting yeah. to just have I, the time to play. I mean, as a as a New Yorker, I gotta say, you know, transit system and all that BS. Like back when I commuted all the time, and before Joy-Con drift became a thing. Seriously, if they don't fix it on the on the Switch Pro, let's call it for now. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna be so mad. Oh, but uh, I, do, yeah. I used to play. I I had like an hour, two hour commute, so I was on public transit all the time. So I was like, okay, what did I do almost every day? <laughs> Pulled out, started playing. If I could find it to see anyways. Yeah, so honestly, that was invaluable to me. I was like, this gave me so many more hours of gaming. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> right. And you it know, made my commute. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing console. Nintendo and, really hit the jackpot with the Switch. Yeah, and, and Final Fantasy VII may not have been the best example, example, but I bet there are some games that are really taxing that maybe couldn't come to the Switch now, but could come to the Switch Pro that you would be comfortable with playing out and about. They're not the sink your teeth into it, really sit back and in your in your TV or living room type games. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, yeah. I can think of some some really graphically impressive games that I'd be down to play with on the go. So for sure. Yeah, like like Mario Odyssey, I'll play that on the go all day. I played it on the go mostly. Yeah. When when it came I, out. A little both for me, but yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I actually prefer uh, back in when I uh, I used the Joy Cons because motion controls were actually pretty good, mm-hmm. which is weird saying that out loud, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So it was it was always pretty good though. Now I did a fun challenge with myself from a very stupid source where I basically played the game with one hand tied behind my back. Hmm. Not literally tied behind my back, but I was like, <laughs> but like literally I just beat, and I was like, wow, this game. Like, I have played this game way too many times, too much, if I can do that. Mario Odyssey is a masterpiece. <laughs> masterpiece. Masterpiece. It was great. It was so, great. Speaking of Nintendo, they had a partner showcase this week, and they showed off a lot of really interesting looking uh, indie games and upcoming titles. Uh, I know, Jose, you got a chance to catch that. What'd you think? I thought it was really uh, interesting how many rhythm games there were. Like, what were they, like, four or five? <laughs> Just, like, the first four or five Two games. I can think of, yeah. I think there were, like, several. One of them I was, like... Uh, when I saw the Kingdom Hearts, insert stupid name here. Melody of uh, Memory. <laughs> Melody of Memory, all right. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Not the worst ever, but yeah. Not uh, even close. Kingdom Not Hearts even. Mom, basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kingdom Hearts Mom, buy me this game. Kingdom Hearts Mama. <laughs> mom, Thank mom, you, mama. Mommy. Mommy. <laughs> mommy. Yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, it's not Final Chapter Prologue, so it's that, yeah, there's maybe. nothing going to top that. Yeah, it was interesting. It looked a little, maybe it was what the game they were demonstrating, but it seemed kind of slow at first. Hopefully they speeded it up a little bit. Hopefully it speeds up, because if it's too, if we're the game that's too slow, is you know. Yeah, I, I, think it, I think it has the potential to speed up, and there were some more intense fights kind of sprinkled in the trailer, but they kept bouncing from thing to thing, I think wanting to show off all the features. I think it's interesting yeah. that they're incorporating combat and a lot of the famous battle, boss battles and moments from, like, it's, it's almost like a musical trip back through the history of the series. And yeah. for fans, I think it's awesome. I'm moderately interested in it. I don't know if it's going to be a full price title for me, which is, probably means I'll wait until it's on sale. But I think it is yeah. going to drop for, like, $59.99 MSRP, if I, if I recall. Yeah. So. yeah. If, I, if, if, I, if I was a Kingdom Hearts fan, I'd probably be all over it. Yeah, yeah and I, I'm sure I'll get it because it kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy Theat Rhythm on the 3DS, and that game was so fun just playing through the all the classic songs and having your characters just stroll along and fight monsters, mm-hmm. lackadaisically. Mm-hmm. It just it was real, uh, real relaxing. So real chill. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give it a chance. Yeah, I, I wish I liked Kingdom Hearts' music more. And I know that sounds sacrilege because a lot of people really, really? Like it. Yeah, I know, really. <laughs> out, of I, all the, out of all the things to not like about Kingdom Hearts. Well, no, no it's, not, it's not that I don't like it. I wish I liked it more. Here's the thing. I like the the songs by Utada. I think she's amazing. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. love all the opening yeah. music. I like the, kind of the overarching theme. Some of like yeah. the world music, especially the stuff in Little Mermaid. Jesus Christ, let's not talk oh, yeah. about that. Okay, 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 okay. But all the <laughs> <old> world <laughs> music and some of the Disney... Yeah, yeah. Finny, finny, here's, finny, finny. Right. Here's, here's, here's a gun pointed to my head. Thank you. So, no. an entire rhythm game going through the history of the series can't just rely on the bangers. It's probably going to incorporate a lot of those other songs, too. So, that's why I'm kind of yeah. like, eh, well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, hope, I mean, hopefully they'll rely mostly on the bangers, which they will probably. So, yeah. and there's going to be a few we'll mediocre songs. 
The other rhythm game was <laughs> Taiko no Tatsujin RPG. So that's the... I played Taiko no Tatsujin recently. It's a really fun drum rhythm game. And this one, it looks like that they put the rhythm game or the rhythms... The, the rhythm sections in like battles, like RPG style battles, which is kind of an interesting yeah. conceit for a rhythm game. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, that was the one I was probably the most interested in because I'm not a fan of the Taekwondo Touchdown series. I'm not a rhythm guy generally. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know what? I kind of respect this way too much. Like the kind of ingenuity about this because I was like, an RPG rhythm game. Mm-hmm. Out of sheer curiosity, I want to try this. Yeah, and, and they actually have really good music. I played yeah. it on um, like a blind play not too long ago on a stream. Um, it's up on my YouTube channel, and I, unfortunately, because of the songs, like I played right. one from My Neighbor Totoro, struck it completely, so I had to cut that out. But it has a lot of anime songs, and it's got oh. songs from other video games. It had like a song from Mario Odyssey. The, you know, jump up in the air. Of course, yeah. if it's good, of course that one. Course yeah, on the that Switch. one. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and and it's actually it was a lot, a lot of fun to drum along with it. So I'm I'm interested to see how they incorporate that in yeah. the gameplay and if they can still have a lot of those licensed songs in there. So we'll see. Yeah, just don't stream it. <laughs> just don't stream it. Just stream with the extreme caution because you'll probably get copyright struck so hard. Maybe do some highlights so you can keep it on your Twitch channel. So that, that, uh, what else did you see that you were interested in? Mostly one thing, and this was a bit of a surprise, though they're remaking Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. It's actually kind of a game from my childhood that I never really got too into. Mm-hmm. But I want, but looking back, I wonder... Why didn't I? Because I had a few older, I have a few older brothers and an older sister, uh-huh. and then my older brother was also into gaming and also playing the game. So I'm like, wait, why didn't we play this together? Because this is a, if I remember correctly, it's multiplayer. I can tell it's you. It's a why. multiplayer. Why? I, I can tell you why. Because why? they required Game Boy Advances for controllers for the second, third, and fourth people. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Oh, who yeah, thought that was okay? I who don't know. That was okay. I hated that. I was like, no, because I was really excited about when it first came out on GameCube. I wanted to play with other people, and then I realized that, like, I I had like ah Game Boy Advance, so I can maybe get a second person, but it was just like, why would they? <sighs> come on. Uh, come yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, no, I mean, and I, I just remember, I just remembered that, and now I remember, it, and I'm like, the game yeah. was cool. Even Stola was kind of cool. Yeah, no, why? no, I'm, I'm happy that they're re-releasing it, and I hope it gets a, a bigger audience. I think they just got too gimmicky with the original release, and that's what killed it. Yeah. So. Yeah, but if they, but if you know now there's multiplayer online multiplayer, I think there's is, so uh-huh. I can yeah, probably yeah. just play this with my friends. Oh, so. Hell yeah! And man. I'm like, oh my god, this is what I wanted. This is what I want in life right now. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, it really centered around co-op too. That's the other thing, because if you try to play it as a single player, you could, but it wasn't near as fun. You had that miasma, yeah. so one person had to carry around like the crystal. But if it was AI, they never really knew where to carry it around to keep you safe. And yeah. and a lot of boss battles worked around you being able to work with other smart co-op partners yeah. to take it down. So yeah, I'll probably end up checking it out, and I definitely want to try to see if I can play it online. Hopefully with some other friends, I think it would be a lot of fun. It sucks that it's on Switch, and playing online with friends is difficult to communicate with it, with them. But we'll see how that works out. So we'll figure that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I I'm gonna get that game, and I'm gonna try to convince my friends to get that game because they're not. I'm the in my gr- friend groups. I'm usually the RPG fanatic. Mm-hmm. So damn <laughs> yeah so one of the thing that they mentioned during the partner showcase that i thought was interesting was collection of saga final fantasy legend and all those old game boy games. yeah 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 but it was all those old game boy games that they never got re-released or they 
some of them didn't get, re- didn't get released stateside and they're all like really they're super classic like they're 8-bit you know almost less yeah than like game boy type yeah. versions of the games but they look like a lot of fun it's a little uh, fun piece of history they were decent games in their time and if it comes out cheap enough i'll probably check it out so yeah same i'm i'm always up for a quick rpg hell yeah so derek hit us with that dc news baby okay so <laughs> literally right after our podcast yes dc had their dc fandom event Woo! where they released so many trailers for movies so and games many trailers yes we already talked about the batman trailer which we're all excited about that movie mm-hmm. uh, the second movie trailer that i saw was the suicide squad movie. now if you haven't seen the original suicide squad let's just say that it was not a good movie <laughs> that's the understatement and, but yeah, yeah okay. right it was they're the 2020 of movies and you're you being know, kind. here's, here's the crazy kind. thing when i saw it in theater i actually did like it like i knew it wasn't an amazing movie or really good but i enjoyed the cheese and everything but it looks like with this new one james gunn mm. uh the director of guardians of the galaxy is directing this movie and he's perfect. leaning full into the comic book cheese perfect like it's there's a character called weasel and he's literally an anthropomorphic weasel perfect yep and uh, uh, now uh, we got let's weasel. See. Love it. uh who's the guy that oh jesus ellen page's boyfriend on the umbrella academy season one I don't know the actor's name i don't, I don't I know, know what his you're name. talking about yeah, but yeah he plays a character called polka dot man polka dot man yes That's and he's great. literally just it, I, don't, I have no idea if he has any powers or anything but he's just wearing a giant polka dot suit and uh there goes see. polka dot man he yeah. can't hit anything with his polka dots <laughs> maybe he can shoot them out of his suits maybe actually that'd be kind of cool in a dumb way but cool right. yeah, yeah. Um, margot roby is back as harley quinn mm-hmm. amanda waller uh, oh, the um, other day yeah yeah She's back as Amanda Waller. The guy who plays Rick Flagg was back. I, I, these people's names are escaping me. I'm it's sorry. Right. What about Will Smith? Is he coming back? Nope. Idris Elba is not replacing Will Smith, but kind of replacing Will Smith as a character called Bloodsport, which ah. is basically probably a D-list version of Deadshot. Same, same powers as Deadshot. Okay. Yeah, and I feel like they're doing that just in case Will Smith and them ever want to come back and yeah yeah do it but it's like oh you guys learn how to make movies again okay i'll come back right exactly and, uh, <laughs> you know and I, probably... I mean, he can't i mean he can't talk he was in uh after earth. what's that movie what after earth yeah wild, wild he can't West. talk he was in after earth after earth yeah, exactly. wild, wild, wild yeah. west i could go exactly. on will smith's yeah, a great actor can. but he hasn't made a lot of like a hundred percent of his decisions movies, weren't great oh so, yeah yeah he passed amazing out on actor Matrix. yeah uh john stone i know that yeah, I know that. He passed yeah, on being Neo. Yeah. Yep, John Cena's in it. Neo. Who else? Wait, who, who's John Cena playing? Oh, uh, let me look. You can't see me. You can't see him. Look for him. Yeah, he's basically uh, the violent, extremely violent version of Captain America. Is how he described it in the little trailer. Oh, okay. <laughs> John Cena, Suicide Squad. I like that. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Wait, who's playing the Boomerang guy now? Because he seems like oh, Jai, Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney still being the Boomerang yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah, because I actually liked him. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. yeah. They made Peacemaker. his Peacemaker. Okay. Yeah, I bet he's Peacemaker. All right. Yeah. Uh, Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson is in the movie uh-huh. from SNL. Yeah. Nathan Fillion is in the movie. What? Who's Nathan Fillion playing? Some character called TKO or something like that. TKG. I don't, I don't even care who, who he's playing. Nathan Fillion is a god. I'm right. gonna watch yeah. the movie. Just look at his fat package. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Rooker from Walking Dead and Guardians of the Galaxy is in it. Like, there's there's so many people in this movie. What was that we were talking about? Changing our pants? Excuse me. 
This movie right. sounds awesome. And it's coming right. out of a here's the thing. I haven't walked out on a movie since Queen of the Damned. Okay. No. But when I went to go see Suicide Squad, I was already having a bad day. I, that's a long story. I'm not going to get into that. I I, I left before it ended. Like I just I was like, this is I'm why am I here? I could be doing so many other things with my time. But the right. fact that they're taking a sequel to a movie I walked out on and made, making me go, can I can I risk getting hurt again? I think I will. They broke my heart and they they texted me, you up, and I'm like, yes, yes, I am up. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like they're marketing it as a soft reboot. You know what? I'm with that. Let's do it. Because it's, I'm called, okay with it's that. called The Suicide Squad. They're like, you know what, guys? We fucked up with that last movie. Mm-hmm. Give us another chance. We got okay. a good director. You love Guardians of the Galaxy. He knows how to work with characters. So, mm-hmm. you know, give us your money, please. Yeah, James James Gunn can do an ensemble. He's proved it time and time again. So, no, I'm excited. Fair this enough. sounds awesome. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'll definitely see it. The other big news, and this is really huge news, Justice League, the Snyder Cut, Mm-hmm. Got a trailer, uh-huh. and this, this if you've been following the Snyder Cut, it was always this like legendary mythic thing. That I didn't believe it existed. We don't, right? No one believed it existed. Like release the Snyder Cut, you asshole! <laughs> <laughs> and they're, just, they're just like on their keyboards. Release the Snyder Cut. Do it. Yeah, and then they fucking did. Yeah, and that's what's blowing my mind. And it's going to be a four-hour cut of the movie. Jesus. On okay. HBO Max. Well, I guess I'll now. just be watching this. The wait, it's on HBO Max. Maybe I will yeah, watch it. Yeah, yeah, and they they show so many. They there's so many new scenes in it. Obviously, it's four hours. I still don't think it's gonna be that good. I here's the thing. Yeah. I don't dislike Zack Snyder, but I don't think that he is a good. I don't think he's good at directing by himself. I think he's particularly good at certain aspects of directing. Especially when it comes to like like epic moments or like set piecing, yeah, I think he's really decent he's at that. I think he would be an excellent cinematographer or somebody who did like you know the direction on on action. But I think Agreed. from start to finish, I think when it comes to character development and focusing on the human parts of a story, he is he's trash. Like I'm sorry to say, like he's just that's not his that's not your ministry, Zach. Okay, yeah. so I don't know. Well, I'll check it out. I don't. I'm still don't really have high hopes for it, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like they they showed Dark Side, which I love. I love Dark Side. Mm-hmm. Steppenwolf got a redesign. Doesn't look like an old man anymore. Okay, got a lot more uh, spikiness going on with his armor. Mm-hmm. Black suit Superman. Yeah, you know, but like I'll watch the movie even if it's Does not. Does he have good, the long the hair movie. like from the '90s? Because I'm not. Gonna I don't watch know. Because he has I, long hair. I don't think he does no. Does he still yeah. have a CGI lip? Oh, oh my god! I, I assume they're gonna do much better with getting that out of there, but uh, <laughs> okay. maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I'll, but I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll smoke a bowl and check that out. We'll see. Yeah, I'll watch works. it just for the big moments and the redesigns and all that extra stuff. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, next thing, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Woo! Yeah, and this one I was actually really for. Bombs over Baghdad. Yeah. And here, here's the thing with the uh, CG trailers. I don't love them because they don't show you any gameplay. But this right. one actually entertained me and got me to kind of see the vision that they're going I'm with. I'm vibing with game. the attitude of that game for sure. Yeah, yeah. honestly, yeah. Like I, I dig, I, I dig their enti- the uh, interactions with the characters. Uh-huh. It was, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just seeing them bounce off each other like so perfectly. Yeah, was, they're like, yeah. well, let's go uh, tear shit up. And they did. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And, this, and then Superman shows up like, guess what? I'm evil now. And they're like, oh, right. that sucks. And then, the, and, and then they're like, yeah, it feels like my D&D group or some shit. Like when something <laughs> crazy happens, we, uh, when something crazy happens out of nowhere, we're like, oh, 
Fuck, we man. Are just universal. Oh, find out who yeah. we're killing yet? Yeah, just pretty much. Superman's like, fuck. We, uh, we have to attack and dethrone God, apparently. Oh, okay, right. cool. Yeah, sounds, people, like, uh, sounds like, people, sounds like uh, Monday. Yeah, people are getting tired of the evil Superman thing, but I'm hoping that it's Bizarro. I'm not tired of it. They're not, uh... I'm not yet. No. Yeah. Plus, they show Brainiac in the trailer, so... No, I mean, obviously, Superman did just decide, like, wake up and decide to right. be evil. There's some shit going down. He's it's like, you know what? I can but... melt someone's head. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, his eye laser glow was different, so is different than yeah, the it was like standard purple. one. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's right. clear corrupt. There's, like, usually some kind of corruption thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Because that's what purple well, is, apparently. Well, some people don't know. This is... Well, they do know that this is developed by Rocksteady. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is, takes place in the same universe as the Batman Arkham games. Okay. And the next game that they showed, Gotham Knights, mm-hmm. although the trailer alludes that it is a sequel to Arkham Knight, it is not. It is a completely different universe. Mm-hmm. Because the way, if you've beaten Arkham Knight, you know that, uh, spoiler alert, that Bruce Wayne supposedly dies in an explosion of Wayne Manor because he blows it up because his identity has been revealed. Wayne Manor. Yes. He lives in a lair. Yeah. <laughs> and uh in the in this trailer the beginning of it starts with him leaving a message to his whole bat family mm-hmm. and the news is talking about how his body was found in wayne manor and exploded mm-hmm. and everything so i was like oh sweet a sequel to uh, arkham knight but no it's actually a completely different universe so i think okay. they did that so they people would think that it is i saw that warner brothers was producing it just like they did with the arkham games but is rocksteady developing that too because i didn't no, see rocksteady WB- on it yeah, WB Montreal. So yeah, okay, the, one of their studios. Okay, right. Interesting. But uh, yeah, That's the good. gameplay was dope. Like Yo. it mixed in yeah. those RPG elements, especially Red Hood. Red Hood looked really fun. Oh right? yeah, and you I see the, the numbers, I, number yeah, damage like, pop up above their heads. I like the, the different play styles uh, to them. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I was afraid that you know they'd be too similar, but they seem to have different. Yeah, because uh, we basically have three Robins and a Batgirl, and I'm like, how are they going to play differently? But they did. They, right. they all have their own yeah, yeah. gimmicks. So. Yeah, they play well differently yeah. enough. So and uh, it's going to be two-player online co-op. I'm with that. Ooh. I'm with yeah. that. I was hoping for four-player because there's four characters, but I feel like that would probably be too easy. So two-player, you know, fair we'll, enough, we'll, we'll, we'll settle for that. And maybe they yeah. couldn't keep it as tight. I feel like the more players you add, the more loose you have to get with like your <laughs> scenarios. And it looks like it True. is a little bit more story-driven. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh-huh. maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I can't wait for it. Speaking of Rocksteady, I know you had some news regarding Rocksteady, Michael. Yeah, unfortunate news. So, and, and, and Jose were talking about this, like, isn't it just every company now? But... There, yeah, pretty there's much. a lot of allegations in regards to management at Rocksteady, a lot of sexual harassment, a lot of groping, Ooh. a lot of unwanted advances, a lot of leering, a lot of just poor treatment of female workers. Yeah, so basically most video game companies definitely especially. Yeah, there seems to be a bit of a, uh, a renaissance or a, a challenge against a lot, a lot of the bro culture that we see at different video game development studios. And I think yeah. that's good. I think it's good to have Agreed. that shaken up. I think it's good to have it exposed. I think that people should be aware of that and looking to get that changed. And we were just talking about, like, especially with looking at this trailer, a lot of work went into making these games. And Suicide Squad looks to be no different. And yeah. obviously a lot of love and a lot of wit and a lot of heart. And it looks cool. And a lot of cool people probably worked on it. And most of these people are probably not the people in management that are doing all this bullshit, but they're yeah, in that right. culture. They're either suffering under it or they're complicit with it or a little bit of both. Who knows? But the the point is, it's like 
I already talked about how I'm like, I'm done with Ubisoft because that snake has rotted from the head down for too long. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I don't like their virtue signaling paired with the fact that they're doing all that and ignoring it for so long. It's like, that's not, yeah. not only not do you suck, you're racist and sexist and terrible to your employees, but then you try to act like you're the exact opposite, like you're trying to advance those causes. Fuck you. Um, that sounds something about American politics. Yeah, yeah, it does. It sounds like an idea for a video. Write that down. <laughs> so... <laughs> But no, what, what I'm saying is, it's like, I don't want to sit there and just not support these people because there's a lot of good people that work on these games. So where do you, where do you go with that? Do you just talk about it and make sure that it doesn't get buried? Do you constantly bring it up until change happens? Do you fully boycott, even though most of the time boycotts don't work? You know, where how can you support the people oppressed by these systems that make these games that, you know, make a share of the money, albeit not near not most nearly of enough yeah mm -hmm. whereas the people who make most of the money are the ones that are treating their employees like shit the ones that are being sexist and racist and terrible you know where what do you do with that you know honestly that is a that is a fundamental question because as you say there's a lot of backbone it's not always one it's not all one guy especially yeah. with these AAA stuff especially with AAA games mm -hmm. so I actually I've been I still don't have an answer to that unfortunately it's, yeah, it's just yeah it's hard because it has to do with your entertainment mm -hmm. and being lovers of video games. If a game comes out that looks awesome and you want to play, you just want to play it and you don't necessarily want to worry yourself with everything going on in the background. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's, that's it's, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I've already been, I've been already having this boycott of or my own personal boycott you know, of, uh, yeah, I forgot the name of the company, the worst company. Probably the EA? worst video game EA? company. Yeah, EA. Both of we all immediately. The, EA? I don't know what you bought the Yeah, EA. Yeah, EA. I've been. I haven't bought an. E, I haven't bought or even played an EA game in fucking years because of like of I've noticed their incessant disregard for the entirety Wait a of second. video games. Are you telling as, me you don't get a sense of pride and accomplishment from playing their games? I, they're, too, they're, too, they're so stupid. I can't joke about them. They're are so you, bad. I can't are joke. Are you with. telling me that I can't? I can't a guy that loves a Darth thing. Vader. 40 hours. Are you fucking... <laughs> yeah. If I was a legit Star Wars fan, I would probably want to wring EA's neck what every single day of my life. What they did to Battlefront but, sucks. What they did to Battlefront sucks. they did come yeah. out with Jedi Fallen Order, which was amazing. Not denying it. Did they or did they bankroll it and somehow developers under their money-grubbing thumbs eked out a decent game? They put it out. Yeah. I yeah, <laughs> that, that's, that's all I, I can I, say. They put it out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. A, I, I'm. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm with. Uh, but you know yeah, what? I'm, I'm... Would they have put that out if they didn't catch all the hell they caught prior to it for Battlefront and all the other bullshit that they were doing? Was that a way oh, for them no. to take some of the heat off of themselves? Of course, probably was. See, probably now was. we're back at: Do we give these companies a hard time, you know, or don't we? I think at the end of the day, you vote with your wallet, and unfortunately. A company can do a lot of wrong if they're putting out good games, CCD Project Red and Rockstar. And I'm not comparing both of those companies as equal or they both have done really terrible things, but they both engage in crunch and some questionable business practices, but they both yeah. hit home runs every single time. Right? Yeah. The, the beautiful thing is you can purchase secondhand. There's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming, yeah, coming from you, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even be able to stop on down like the game of goodies board. Right. <laughs> your, local, no. your local business, yeah. I, I I agree on that premise. Honestly, I buy a lot of second. Well, one for monetary reasons. I'm 22. I'm not exactly rich here, but also, yeah, I I don't feel bad about it because you know, corporate big corporations are evil is pretty much like top of the list of dark statements. Yeah. 
Yeah. I just want to say that I just got real old real quick when you said how old you were. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah I know Welcome really to how it feels to be me, Derek. <laughs> now I'm not the only one who's eight years older than the other person. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're just 16. Now you're just 16 years older than the other person. <laughs> Sorry. So, sorry. no, no, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> the final film. Yeah, the final yeah, yeah. Between sound and time, I'm really just waging a war against the universe. So, moving on. Companies suck. You do what you can. We're all trying to figure this shit out together. Just, just, you know what? In the in the immortal words of Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other. That's all you need to do. So sound and watch speaking that. of speaking <laughs> of, I, I I think you should. Well, I don't know if you watched the original two films. I did. They're dumb, but they're like good dumb. They're heartfelt dumb. Now, my favorite stoner movie is definitely Dude, Where's My Car? Dude was. Oh man, Boy, that's my favorite stoner flick. I used to watch that every time it came on cable. I like Clerks, Mallrats, like Kevin Smith older movies for stoner movies, or um, Half Baked. Half Baked is good. Pick a Destiny. Mm. That was a good one too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's some good stoner movies out there. Dazed and Confused. Been dazed and confused. All right, all right, all right. Speaking of, uh, I had a better segue and then we lost it because we gone. But speaking of being excellent to each other, we got some game deals this week, and I can't think of anything excellent than saving some money. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'll kind of let you guys know what was on my radar this week. Have either of you had a chance to pick up or check out or have any interest in the Sega Mini console? No, no. Actually, yeah, I do have. I have that. I yeah. do not have it. I'm curious. I'm curious. I ended up picking up, I think, for like forty or forty-five, but it's even lower now. I saw it on Amazon this week for thirty-one ninety-three. Might be about time to pick that up if you're interested at all. Um, a lot of good games on there. Excellent console. I haven't really looked in the hacking yet, yet, like I have the other mini consoles, but it's coming. I'll probably put the Genesis <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. library on there eventually. I got. Yeah, I got you. Any particular games that you can think of that's pretty good in there? Oh yeah, of course. So. You ha- actually, you know what? Give me two seconds. I'm gonna run over there and grab the box so I can depress myself. Go for it. The box is open. Hold on. Oh, okay. Hold on, fellas. I'm grabbing the box, fellas. I'm on the other side of the room, fellas. I'm coming back, fellas. Rabbits, rabbits. <laughs> okay, so a couple of. Let's put that in the uh, <laughs> as the pre- precursor to the podcast. I might do that. Rabbits, grabbing the box, so, some of my favorites from the Sega Genesis era, Shining Force, uh, or Shining in the Darkness. We, you were talking about Fire Emblem earlier. Shining yeah. Force, I think, is a, is a great game in that particular style. Gunstar Heroes is my favorite Sega Genesis game of all time. You can get it on pretty much everything, but of course it's on this. You got Castlevania Bloodlines. Comic Zone is short but sweet. You know, that's a really good game. You got your Sonic 1 and 2, Streets of Rage, all those classics. Uh, as far as that's RPGs, fun. probably one of my favorite RPGs from that era because I was more of a Sega kid than a Nintendo kid. Fantasy Star 4 is on there, and I recommend checking that out for sure. Um, it was one of those early RPGs that actually had anime tiles when people were speaking, so it seemed like more cinematic and dynamic. And I was like, oh, this is neat and new to me. So, I mean, yeah, it's dated as hell now, but back then, ooh, you're from, uh, okay. yeah, no, it was, it was really neat. And then they, they had this whole, like, there were kind of side questy things because you played as a monster hunter. So occasionally you would pick up monster hunting jobs, which again, a lot of RPGs back in the day were very straightforward. Like the original Final Fantasy, you had your quest. Everything you did was in service to that quest, you know, yeah. and like, you know, changing your, uh, your job or your class. class. Yeah, that wasn't class, necessarily yeah. like required, but yeah. It so, wasn't required, but you wanted that, you wanted that upgrade. Oh, yeah. You wanted those super spells. Oh, yeah. You know, 
top tiers. So yeah. as far as other deals, Call of Juarez on the Switch was $9.99 at Walmart and on Amazon. What's interesting is they advertised it as a physical version, but I picked it up, and I guess I just didn't read the front of the box. I bought a box and a digital code for 10 bucks. Yeah, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, I was like, I mean, I guess it's cool to have the box or whatever as a collector. I can put it on the shelf, but why not just give me the card? Did they just give right. me the cards? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't know. Then why not just give me the card? Okay, so, but, yeah. The card of Horus, no? Oof. Yeah, I like the cowboy games, so I haven't had a chance to try it out, but I heard it was, you know, interesting, so check it out. Have you, have you played it, Jose? Uh, no, I just heard a lot of really screwed up things uh, about it, like, from, not from a gameplay standpoint, I think the game, I've heard the gameplay is your standard affair, but there was apparently a massive controversy on their depiction of the drug war in Mexico. Really? How, yeah, they, they presented it poorly. It was a while back, you know, when the game actually, you know, released. Interesting. But it was, I never, again, never played it myself, didn't want to, you know, buy it, and, you know, if it was that bad. But yeah, like, also... support that. Yeah, I, didn't, I, I had no idea. That's interesting. That sucks, because I brought it brand new, so I basically just gave them 10 bucks. Well, I will have to look into that, then, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, I mean, yeah, check, I mean, honestly, check it out, see for yourself. I'm not, I'm not gonna tell you, I'm gonna shame. Yeah. No, 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 I mean, yeah, and, you yeah. know. Yeah. You shouldn't play this game, because it is. Is there yeah, a no, such no. thing as ethical consumption at this point? Just grow your own vegetables and live off the grid. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> there, no, there, no, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. That's just the truth. Yeah. The subject matter. We're, we're all in the a... system. So. Yep. Well, Speak thanks, for for, thanks for letting me know, though. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, that's something I want to look into and research. So, uh, so other than that, Epic Store has been – I know you had – this is on your radar too, Jose. For those who are really budget-minded, Epic Store is really trying to get people to download and use their browser – for games mm. they've been giving away decent games like one per week for a while into the breach yeah. which is a strategy style game that's really decent again in the, in the vein of like fire emblem you can play into the breach for free next week on the epic store shadow run yeah. collection yeah yeah you should you should definitely shadow run collection is free on epic until the third which i think is what is that like thursday thursday yeah thursday, thursday. now this week on Humble Bundle Store, Sonic 2 for the Switch was 2 bucks, and I was about to buy it, and then I was like, oh, I'll come back and get it in a second. And it was a price error. Womp. And it went no. back up to 8 bucks, and I was like, no! <laughs> so, I'll never play Sonic. You poor, you poor fool. I, I, now I have to play it on, like, the three other things I have it on. Oh, right. I, <laughs> now, the, the cool thing about the Switch version, it's a Sega Ages. And if you haven't played a Sega Ages game yet, Sega has been re-releasing their old titles under Sega Ages with new things. So I'll give you an example. Fantasy Star, the original one, the Sega okay. Ages version actually made it easier to level up and gain money because in the original game you had to grind way too much. And they would put you in these dungeons with no maps, so it actually gives you the option to start auto-mapping dungeons as you explore them. And you can see that in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. Yeah. Yeah, and then thank for Sonic, you. Yes, yes. For Sonic 2, you can play as Knuckles and you can do like the like the bounce the glide. dash or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you can do the glide too. But like you can do extra stuff that you couldn't do with the original version. So they, they upgrade and enhance these versions a lot of times. So if you see a classic Sega title that you really enjoy, like if I ever see Gunstar Heroes on Sega Ages, I'm snatching it up. But uh like mine. Mine. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, definitely keep an eye out for Sega Ages releases because they're not just direct ports, they do enhance them depending on the game. 
So that's cool. That's really cool. Right. I, I did not know that. I'll check that out. Yeah, you've been checking out anything else this week, Jose? Like any deals you want to talk about? Only one so far, and honestly, because I don't have a lot of money to actually spend. But I got Super Meat Boy on the Nintendo Switch for half price. Oh, that's nice. nice. That works. It's like seven uh, bucks, right? Yeah, it's seven bucks right now. Seven fifty. It was fifteen to start, so there you go. Yeah, I checked on Steam too. It's also 15 over there. So if you have a Switch and you want to play some Meat Boy, well, here's an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. What about you, Derek? You got any uh, news? Any cool pickups? Any deals this week? Yeah. So I got I got some cool pickups. Uh, I'm just gonna run down the list real quick. NCAA Basketball 10 on Xbox 360. Mm. Uh, the last college basketball game made for period for yeah, consoles. Rare. Period. Yeah. Yeah, really? so, yeah. So if you find that you you know, look it up and you'll see it's uh, worth a little bit. Dragon Ball Z Budokai HD Collection. This is a collection of the first and third Budokai games on the PS2. Nice. And I haven't ever looked into it, but I always wondered why the second game wasn't in, included in it. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Dreams on PS4, I picked that up. Okay. Uh, Death Stranding, Ooh. I picked that up for 15 bucks. Okay. Those last two are going to be personal copies for me. Cool. Nice. And I had a really nice Switch pickup, probably best I've had ever. Fire, all at the same place. Fire Emblem Three Houses, Dragon Quest XI S, Echoes of Elusive Age, Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age, Catherine Full Body, and Atelier Riza Ever Darkness and The Secret Hideout. And if you are a JRPG fan, then you know that that game is extremely hard to find. Atelier Riza Ever Darkness and The Secret Hideout for the Switch. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Look it. Look it up. Okay. 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 <laughs> look it up. It, it's pricey. That's awesome. Is. Oh, and, and thank you, by the way, for selling two of those games to me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know. Picking yeah, Mike. Up, uh, full body and Zodiac Age, baby. Oh, yeah. And, uh, okay. yeah, I definitely don't mind giving my boys a, a deal on stuff. But the last few things I picked up were uh, on PS1, Duke Nukem, Time to Kill, the original Crash Bandicoot, and Resident Evil 3 Nemesis on Love PS1. That Love that game. With the Dino Crisis demo disc. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds like it. you might have a buyer for that. <laughs> right, right. No, no, no. no I have no, no money. No, <laughs> no money. Right. So, no. You know, I, got, I don't have a PS1. I don't have a PS1. Yeah, yeah. Um, Extremely good deal on those. Extremely good. Like, just crazy. But uh, all this oh stuff, God. except for Death Stranding, Dreams, Catherine Full Body, and Final Fantasy XII are listed on my eBay store. So, you can check that out. Awesome. And the only deal that I have for you guys is a deal that I'm running myself personally at the Peddler's Mall East in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm doing buy two, get one free on all video games. So it doesn't matter what it is, how much it is, it's all video games. PS4, 3, 2, 1, Xbox One, 360, all that. I'm going to have to grab Everything. my mask and take a trip over there then. Support you. Yeah. I think I know where your booth uh... is. If I lived yeah. in, if I lived in your state, I'd go. But yeah, no. Hey, yeah. if you yeah. ever are in the neighborhood and you want to stop by, man, let me know. Definitely. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. All but right. Yeah, well, that's what I got for you. Cool. Well, that, whew, we're approaching two hours, gentlemen. This might be the longest episode yet. Yikes. Definitely. I gotta start trying to rein us in. Okay. Well, I I enjoy the conversation. Thank you again, Jose, for stopping by. Really. Hey, man. Happy you. to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I, really enjoyed it. All right. So I, I'm 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 curious. What you guys are feeling this week. So let me ask you, Derek, this week, what you feeling? I am feeling shameless. It I'm sorry to hear that. What did you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a series. <laughs> shameless on Netflix. Oh, right sh- now. Uh, yeah. yeah, the Showtime show. 
Yeah, it's oh, okay. uh, I think nine or ten seasons right now, mm-hmm. and me and my wife have just been watching a few episodes every night, and we, we it's one of those things where it's the content is so bad, so bad. Like there's there's a lot of just inappropriate so, shit in there. Some might say but, shameless. Yeah, it's, it's shameless. What can you expect? I'm a 40 year old dad. Come on, give, give me some credit. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> but no, we're 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 loving it. We're trying to get caught up, so that's what I'm feeling this week. Right on. Yeah, my wife really loves that show too. I'll walk in. Somebody's either saying something really terrible to somebody underage, or somebody's having sex. That's what I always see. So, right. Yeah. Or somebody's saying something racist. <laughs> or sometimes. All three, or a combination, or a yeah. combination. The extent that they, the 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 extent that they go to show like racist actions and yeah. like all that stuff is just it's a little much sometimes. But yeah. if you can get past that, you'll you'll find some laughs and yeah, whatnot. But yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm down for exploring anything. You know, what I mean, uh, you know, I think expression of sensitive topics even even if it's portraying characters who are doing it wrong can be presented in a way that doesn't support it necessarily i haven't seen anything out of shameless that tells me they're like teaching anybody to be terrible to each other so they're just showing terrible people right uh which you know they exist they exist (laughs) (laughs) what 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 are you into this week jose i found the video from mysterious mr enter and i'm mixed with him generally but he made this one video that it's he's a he's an animation reviewer and can you give uh, me his name one more time? Uh, mysterious Mister and the Mysterious Mister Enter. The Mysterious Mister okay. Enter, got it. Yes, and he made this video that he was reviewing the Lion King the remake. Yeah, he did not like it obviously because okay. you know he's yeah, sane. He's bad. Yeah, he's sane. Mm-hmm. But he actually brought up his own personal story involved into it because he said. From the age of, he showed himself as an eight-year-old, an eighteen-year-old, and him currently at twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. And there was a message that I kind of resonated with me that I feel like everyone should actually. Why I want, I think people should actually watch it is, don't look at how hopeless the situation is now, or how far, or how far your whatever goal it is from now. Sometimes you got to look back and realize, wow, I've come quite a long way. Also, a good mindset is. How would my child self or my younger self look at me right now? And honestly, I like to think my kid self would think I was pretty cool. And uh, you know, I make video, I make YouTube videos. I, I'm trying my best to help people in my own weird way. I, I think I'm doing well with myself, even if I'm way far from my goal. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. That's the idea. Yeah. So it's about appreciating, like you know, not always thinking about what you don't have, but appreciating what you have accomplished and how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think sometimes we forget that. And I feel like. I, and I forget that all the time. I'm depressed as hell sometimes. But, yeah, it's something I kind of try to keep in my mind right now uh, these days. So I guess that's why I'm recommending it. Right yeah, now. I have to check that out. So the mysterious Mr. Enter, right? Yeah. I'm gonna check His out. videos are pretty good for the most part. I, I enjoy them sometimes. But that video particularly just resonated in a way. That yeah, it reminds me of a quote. I don't know who originally said it, but I, I heard it from Brene Brown. Comparison is the thief of joy. And it's it's that moment when you think you're having it, you're in a good mood and you feel like everything's going good and then you compare yourself to somebody else and all of a sudden you hate your life. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? And that that's well put. That's very well put from whoever said that first. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you you can't compare yourself to somebody your age, younger than you, older than you, because everybody is on their own path and everybody is succeeding at different levels. You just have to look at yourself and your own journey. 
where you've come from and where you're going and assess that. And honestly, most of us are in a really good position when it comes to that. And if we're not, if we're in, if we have the wherewithal to assess our situation, we can always take command and move it forward. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's really good mindset to have. I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, like, past me thought, I mean, honestly, teenage me thought he was going to be single forever, and I'm in a committed relationship for over three years, so. Hey! hey. So, yeah, I, you know, Congrats. so, you know, yeah, I'm happy on that front. Yeah, I'm glad to hear it, man, I am. This week, I'm feeling something that I was mentioning to you guys earlier. It's a YouTube channel I discovered yesterday, and it's one of those ones where, you know, you get suggested, you're, like, scrolling YouTube, and it's like, blah, 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 blah. This one was, like, top 10 JRPGs, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll bite yeah. it. And yeah. I watched I'll it. I'll always and, bite that. Yeah, this... I'm not, I, it depends on if I'm in the mood, to be honest. Yeah. I'm not as big of a JRPG fan as you guys are, but I like them, obviously. But this guy's <laughs> list, this guy's list was just boom, 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 boom. And, and the thing Banger. is, his, they, they were all bangers, and the, his reasons yeah. for liking the games matched mine. I was like, this guy's in my head. The YouTube channel <laughs> is called The Gaming Shelf. And I think he also does a podcast, too, called The Giant Sword Podcast. It's specifically a JRPG discussion podcast, if you're interested. Mm. But for the gaming shelf, my top 10 JRPGs of all time, like that particular video, I think, really describes my taste. There's only one game on his list. It was number 10, the first game that he listed that I had never heard of or played, but after, like, after hearing him talk about it, I was immediately like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out and check that game out now. He described it as a cross between Persona and Ease. He said it's like Persona 5 with the combat of Ease. And I was like, you had me at Persona cross Ease. So, <laughs> you had me at the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just shut up and take my money. <laughs> yeah, that, that's literally, I, I just, I morphed into that meme. I was like, shut up and take my money. So for for those who are interested, this game came out originally on Vita and it's on PS4 and I think you can get it for like 60 bucks, like full price digitally. I found a used copy that I ordered through GameStop online. It's called Tokyo Xanadu EX Plus. Xanadu spelled X-A-N-A-D-U. Now I haven't played it, so I can't say if it's good, but this guy has good taste. And again, if it's anything like Persona or Ease or both, I'm already in love with it. So I ordered that. I'm going to check it out. I'll probably be talking about it on a future episode. And that is what I am feeling. Awesome. That's awesome. All right, awesome. gentlemen. Yeah. Well, let's get the hell out of here because I'm sure we all got to get on with our Saturdays. So, yeah, Jose, yeah, enough. Jose enough. I really enjoyed meeting you. I want to thank you again for stopping by and being a friend of the podcast. We're looking forward to, to the great things that you're going to do in the future. But for those who are out there and interested in following you, where can they find you? On YouTube, a small voice. I don't have a URL yet. I'm still under 100 at the moment. Well, you got my sub, buddy. Don't worry about that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I sub to YouTube, man. Thanks, man. But uh, a small, but yeah, a small voice, uh, spaced out in YouTube. Or you can follow me on Twitter, and, and the link to my channel is also there. My Twitter is at a small voice three. At a small voice three. Got it. Yeah, yeah, that's my handle. Because why three? Because I couldn't do one. I couldn't do zero right. or nothing. <laughs> And that's it. <laughs> when one is not enough and two is too little, three dog. That's a little Fallout 3 well, joke. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, there's three of us now, and I think we're doing okay. There so. you go. All right, so, Derek, where can the people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at GamerGoodiesMore, on Twitter at Goodies underscore more, 
And you can check out all the sweet things that I was talking about picked up this week at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. Excellent. All right. If you're liking what you're hearing, you want to hear more, you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Peterson AL. YouTube channel where I store all my Twitch plays, MC Paperstacks plays. On Twitch, you can find me at twitch.tv slash MC Paperstacks. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 8, I'm playing through The Last of Us Part 2 right now, and I'm still doing Brawlers on Monday and Horror Games on Fridays. You can catch future episodes of the podcast uploaded every Sunday at our hub at anchor.fm slash player2 is under the pod. Feel free to email us, donate to the cause, check us out on the other platforms where I'm Breaker. Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Our email address is mcpaperstacks at gmail.com. If you do have questions, streams, suggestions, etc., and if you want, you can check out a local Facebook group I run. You don't have to be local to join it. Facebook.com slash groups slash indie gamers. All right. I hope everybody out there has a great rest of their weekend, and we really appreciate you. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. See ya. Peace.